The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and uh, welcome if you're on the East Coast in the afternoon and if you're on the West Coast in the morning. Today, we're talking about a very important topic. It's actually very prolific, unfortunately, and it's called loneliness. And so many people today are lonely, and we think often that loneliness comes from just being single or being widowed or divorced or having a loss in our life. But it's more than that. We have many, many lonely people. It's almost an epidemic. The name of the book is The Lonely American, Drifting Apart in the 21st Century, and we're talking to the experts, Dr. Jacqueline Olds, MD, and her husband, Richard, H. M. Schwar- Richard S. Schwartz, MD. And they are professors, associate clinical professors of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. And their book, The Lonely American, is really talking about how loneliness is a very little discussed subject, but it's a social epidemic, and we're bringing it into the open, and we're sharing it with you, the listeners, to find a way how to navigate this tension so that we can have more freedom and more connection in our lives. Welcome, Dr. Olds and Dr. Schwartz. Thank you. Thank you very much. Explain, please, either one, why loneliness has become an epidemic. Well, we think that actually have gone along, and this was before the recession that we were noticing the statistics, with a certain prosperity that allowed people, first of all, to live alone uh, much more often than they used to in other eras. And secondly, uh, with the prevalence of divorce and people living longer and therefore sometimes being bereaved in their old age, that there are many people just by circumstance who end up living alone and being lonelier. But the loneliness epidemic is by no means limited to the people who live alone. You know, I have a question about technology. I mean, now everything is not just email. Now everything is texting. You hear about texting all the time. And what's happening is more people are texting than they're talking. And, you know, my question to you is, do you think that our technology is also adding to this dimension of loneliness? It's both adding to it and subtracting to it, and there's a big argument going on about whether uh, whether it's a net gain or a net loss, and uh, there there are powerful arguments on both sides. Uh, the technology is clearly extending our reach more than it uh, has before. It's making our networks uh, uh, much wider than they used to be. Yes, and that's but, good. Uh, but in, in, the trade-off for that is. Uh, 
is that it also is making them uh, a little uh, shallower um, uh, uh, and not quite as uh, robust and engaged as they used to be. It's, it's easier to slip away from them than it used to be. Yeah, and and I'm and also it's it's easier sometimes to say it in a text than to face somebody in person, so you don't have that connection. Yeah, it, uh, uh, technology relationships are easy to end in a way that uh, uh, breaking off with a neighbor across the street is a little more complicated. It's true, and it's also probably true that for. Anybody with a tiny little dose of social anxiety, uh, being able to email or text is easier than uh, talking face-to-face. You know, this, this is sort of related to this, but I want to um, tell you the story. A friend told me this story recently. He was talking about a relationship they had with a woman and how she had a lot of emotional issues. And when he was with her, there she just was very hard for her to express herself. So she was away in another country. And when she was away, she would write him these unbelievable letters and really share and pour out her heart. And he thought, you know what, maybe there's hope. So he actually flew out to see her, and he said the same thing happened. She could not express it in person, but she could in writing. What do you say to that? I think that is so interesting, and it's sort of the, it's a little like the talking to a stranger on the airplane phenomenon, where every now and then people who are enormously reserved will sit by a stranger on the airplane over six hours and tell them their life history. And it's sometimes true that for people who feel reserved and inhibited and judged, it's just a pleasure to talk to somebody that you either don't have to see or somebody who you don't have to ever see again. Yeah, but then that goes and that ties into the loneliness connection too because then you're not connecting, really. Well, I I I could also uh, uh say that uh, you are connecting but in a way that isn't enough on its own. I think there's actually something wonderful about the expressive love letter or even the expressive email uh, that expresses love and connection to people. And I think it, uh, as Jackie says, particularly for shy people, it can often express things that are that are harder to say face-to-face and eyeball-to-eyeball. Uh, but if you can't, then, uh, then somehow uh, bring that back in when you're actually in someone's presence. Uh, uh, there's just not enough there. Mm. Let me go back to the whole loneliness concept um, in terms of why uh, it's it's getting worse. Is loneliness something that people are feeling when you know they're in big families and and you know they have a lot of connections around them? Are we still having this loneliness problem in those situations? I would say that. Yes, people can feel very lonely and sometimes left out, even when people are around them, physically around them. So Mm -hmm. that is one kind of loneliness, and we know that even that kind of loneliness can be bad for our medical health. But the loneliness that comes from too much time alone over time can be even more um, sometimes pernicious to people's health, Mm -hmm. although it really depends on the duration. And I think that people tend to isolate themselves more nowadays because often life is so overstimulating and exhausting during uh, the busy work week that people will think, okay, well, I need some time to renew myself and to rejuvenate over the weekend. And if they're single people, they just might not have the energy to uh, make overtures and initiations, which you have to do much more often if you're a single person. 
Yeah, or if you're not outgoing. What is the um, prescription, if you will, or what, what? what's the solution here? What do we need to do more of to break this cycle of being the lonely American? One of the things we have to do is actually realize that our that the loneliness we may feel is not a shameful mark upon us. That uh, one of the things about being being lonely is we're ashamed of it, we're embarrassed uh, by it, we keep it to ourselves, and that actually makes us uh, more lonely and shy away from things. And if you begin to recognize that you actually are surrounded by other people with similar feelings, it makes it much more possible to begin to actually reach out and figure out ways of getting back into contact with people. Mm. So We also used to talk just about the fact that if you ask, you know, let's say you're feeling lonely in a neighborhood and you actually go through a little fishing expedition to see if somebody might be able to lend you something or help you with something, and you promise to do the same for them, pretty soon you have a little thread of connection between people who live in the same environment just by doing little good deeds for each other like taking in the mail. Yes, one of the things that you that connects people to each other is actually being helpful and being uh, sort of reliably present for other people. I think one of the things that has uh, gone partly wrong over the last few decades is uh, uh, there's the notion that you should be connected to people only because you and they find each other interesting and there's something fascinating going on between the two of you. And often that's not enough to uh, to sustain a relationship over a long period of time. Sometimes just, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, help your neighbors uh, shovel snow one day um, and doing that regularly over time, that, that actually uh, is a way of being connected that, uh, that can be sustained even at a moment when you don't feel very interesting. Do you think one of the problems is the lack of trust that we often have in our society? I mean, with the negative news in the media and, uh, you know, how we're constantly hearing about be careful, watch out, don't trust, you know, your, your materials may not be safe, somebody may steal. I mean, there's a lot of distrust. Do you think that's adding to this? I do think that adds to it. One of the most uh, worrisome facts is that parents are much more afraid to let their children play in even the safest neighborhoods because nobody else is doing it. However, the actual crime statistics have gone down, not up, even though in listening to people talk about not letting their children play outdoors and not feeling safe, they would all be acting as if the crime statistics were getting worse and worse, not better and better. Yeah, I remember interviewing people who were talking about how they were kids in the country, you know, going back 30, 40, 50 years, and nobody locked their doors. The kids would go swimming, and they'd come back. The parents didn't supervise. Everybody was happy. You don't see that today. People, you know, parents aren't, or or they supposed to let their children out unsupervised. Well, what's so surprising is everybody feels terrified of doing so, even though, you know, rationally they know it's silly. But if no one else is doing it, you can't let your own children be unsupervised in the neighborhood, really. And a sort of progressive isolation fuels that. Uh, You're more likely to uh, let your uh, children play out on the street if you have a sense that you know everybody who lives on the street. Yeah. Mm. Which is why we love this idea of neighborhoods, you know, people who feel lonely for connection, essentially going on little fishing expeditions to see who else in the neighborhood might want to be connected. And we're totally in favor of everything from the block party to the apartment building in New York City that has, you know, special nights for mixers and things. Mm. Anything that can knit a group together. 
So, I mean, that that's in general. What about in, in close relationships, marriage, uh, parents, children, where the people, although they're there, they feel lonely. They don't feel as though they're communicating effectively or there's been a block to communication because of criticism or judgment or whatever it is. One of the things that uh, we've written about in writing about marriage and what works and doesn't work in it is something that we uh, call the spiral of hurt feelings. It's a kind of simple-minded phrase, but it really describes how a lot of loneliness emerges in close relationships. Uh, One person uh, sometimes inadvertently hurts the other's feelings. Uh, Usually the response to that is not to say, oh, you hurt my feelings, but to pick a fight about something else, and that keeps uh, spiraling around, and people uh, don't know how to break out of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of the, the things that uh, certainly is a role for, uh, for psychiatrists uh, like us, psychotherapists, is to help people break out of those cycles. Mm-hmm. And communicate more effectively. Yeah. yeah. I guess I would also say that, you know, I was talking about how prosperity can lead to a problem. In a house, you know, they when television first came out, it was thought to be the great thing that will bring families together because they'll all be laughing at sitcoms in front of the TV. And now in our era, everybody has their own TV and their own computer, or some people at least. You know, well-off people want to have an individualized set of technology for each person in the family, and that really means that there's not all of the togetherness that is brought on by sharing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I actually remember Jay Leno making a comment about this, saying that as you become, uh, you know, have celebrity status, you become more isolated mm-hmm. because, you, you, you know, you're just, it, it can be a very isolating experience. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely at the top, as they say. Yeah. There's, there's a, a wonderful passage in Benjamin Franklin's autobiography where he, uh, he he is a young man trying to break into colonial politics, and he has some political enemy. And what he decides to do is ask uh, this man who has a very good library if he can borrow a book that he could only get from this man's library. And once uh, this man does him a favor, the man becomes his friend and ally. And uh, Franklin's point is that uh, by letting someone help you, you actually make a friend of them, and uh, the opposite of that, by self-sufficiency, you, uh, you, you get more and more alone. Which means that our American philosophy of being so self-sufficient kind of paints us into a corner often, and that was one of the things we say in this book. Yes, yes, and that's, that's another point I know that you make, is that we've become uh, you know, self-sufficient and somewhat selfish. Right. Mm-hmm. Without meaning to, that it's sort of in our blood. You know, we all know the American myths from Davy Crockett to, you know, mm-hmm. all the others who were basically individuals who were heroes, but they didn't have a team and they didn't feel interdependent and they were so proud of it. And uh, one thing we wrote about in the book was how even if we individually feel lonely, we are joining with our American heroes who are loners when we, you know, step back from society, so to speak. Well, I think from where I, from my vantage point, a lot of the reason why people become very self-sufficient is they feel like, well, this is a way that I can't be hurt. This is a way that somebody's not going to disappoint me. And I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'll be Mm -hmm. able to do it myself. Right. 
And I think people are so much more easily bruisable nowadays. They always feel like, you know, if they're in a relationship where they encountered hurt, they just won't be able to survive it. Or even children at school, you know, if the teacher criticizes them, they dash home to their parents and sort of talk about how cruel the teacher is. Why do you think that is? Is that another phenomenon, do you think, of this century? Well, I sort of do. I mean, basically, I'm sorry, Richard, am I talking to much? Oh, no. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, that basically I think in the self-esteem movement, the implication was you had to tell people about what they were doing right and you could never tell anybody about what they were doing wrong. And so everybody essentially got so they wouldn't take criticism. Although when I look back at some of uh, my even my own family history of, uh, of family animosities and people not talking to each other for years in uh, in previous generations that I've heard about, it's not exactly something we've uh, just invented recently. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. yeah. So but I think people it, are getting less less uh, expectant of ever getting criticized. Yeah. So let's talk about how we break through this again. Now, uh, particularly for another scenario I paint, is the woman of today, you know, the woman who has her own career, she's very independent, she wants to be with someone but, but maybe hasn't met that person. Again, how do you transcend and kind of walk that line of being so independent that nobody, you know, wants to partner with you, to being too dependent, So, uh, particularly for women? That is such a good question. And I think women are all having their troubles with figuring out what their ideal is because, you know, we're all so pleased about having much more independence. But partly this independence has made people think that there is no limit to what they can do and they sometimes get so busy that they have no time for yeah. the sustenance of friendship, mutual friendship. And I'm wondering if that busyness is a cover-up. You yeah. know, that busyness as well, as long as I don't, as long as I stay busy, I won't feel lonely. As long as I stay busy, I won't feel lonely. And when I'm lonely, the, the best thing I can do that distracts me from my loneliness is stay busy. And if I stay busy, I don't uh, actually risk encountering other people and uh, and failing at connecting to them so so you you really do get stuck i yeah. uh, i have a, a a man who came to consult me for the first time last week who uh, who is 65 and uh, essentially said to me uh, i am terrified that i uh, am becoming a lonely and bitter old man mm. and he described uh, his life to me and all he talked about was his work, which was fairly successful, and he talked about nothing else. And uh, you could see someone who was caught in just this kind of trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so important. I mean, these are these are you know these are such basic. I mean, we're talking about basic emotions here, but you know, I think what's underneath that, and I love your comments on this, is I think there's some. Basic emotions such as I want to be accepted, I want to be loved, mm-hmm. I want to be appreciated, I want to be connected. I mean, that's almost part of the human condition. It is right. part of the human condition, yes. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. is maybe that whole cover-up of that. <laughs> it's true that no one wants to be vulnerable and admit that it's true for them. And I think for such a long time in America, admitting that you were lonely or you needed people was like admitting you were a loser that you were always supposed to act like you couldn't possibly need anything and you had everything licked. 
Yeah. Um, but what we wanted to do, in a way, was bring loneliness out of the closet and sort of say we're all encountering it all the time, and so you needn't feel so ashamed of it. So your advice would be to reach out to people in whatever way you can? Well, I even my advice is, is even milder than that, which is that if anybody reaches out to you, give them some encouragement. Don't discourage them. Mm-hmm. That essentially, if you just responded to the people who reach out to you, and invite, you know, took the first step the next time. Essentially, social interchange is based on reciprocality. And so if somebody reaches out to you, it's your turn the next time. You don't necessarily, if you're a shy person, have to be constantly reaching out, but you do have to at least respond enthusiastically to those who reach out to you and do your part. Mm. And people seem to have sort of forgotten that. Any comments on that, Richard? Um. I definitely agree, and uh, and Jackie has made me a uh, a better person in that way. I have to say. Well, well, we're coming to the close. I I want to share this with you on a personal note, which I usually don't do, but I want to say this. Now, I am single, and I am uh, at this point in my life, and I'm pretty outgoing. I mean, my life is pretty busy, and yet I do experience loneliness. And Mm -hmm. sure, you know, I have friends, but. But what I'm trying to learn is how to, um, you know, enjoy just the moments alone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to embrace and know and savor the connections I have, which are many. And they may not be in the form of a significant other at the the moment, Mm -hmm. but they're significant connections. Well, that's wonderful. And it is true that more and more people are choosing the life of, being single but very well connected rather than being married. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, right. And, and that's not necessarily what I'm choosing, but that's what's happening right now. Right. And I'm learning how to embrace that. Yeah. For now. Yes. And, and uh, you know, another word for, uh, for, for being alone is solitude. And that, that's a word that carries a positive spin. And, and uh, we all need some of that, too, certainly. Uh, we don't want to be trapped in it, but we need some of it. The person who talks about that the best is this uh, psychologist with an unpronounceable name, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, who talks about the wonderful aspect of having time on your own and doing something you love so much that you don't even notice time passing. Yes. yes and he calls exactly. that a flow activity. That and I we, understand when I do my work. <laughs> and I interview people like both of you. <laughs> well, you're so nice so, to have chosen us. Well, thank you. Um, let's tell people how they can get the book. Well... It uh, is on Amazon, and it's on Barnes & Noble, and you can just write to Beacon Press, who was the press that uh, published it, or All call right. them up. All right. Stay on the line, if you would. All right, folks. Our guests today in the first half of the show have been Dr. Jacqueline Olds, MD, and her husband, Richard Schwartz, MD. Uh, their book is The Lonely American, Drifting Apart in the 21st Century. Dr. Olds and Dr. Schwartz are both associate clinical professors of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, each with 30 years of experience as clinicians and teachers. And uh, it's been a great interview. And, and try to find the book. Find the book on Amazon, go into your bookstore, The Lonely American, Drifting Apart in the 21st Century, and What We Can Do So We Don't Drift Apart. Thanks again, Dr. Rolls and Dr. Schwartz. Thank, Thank you. Yes, yeah, stay on the line for a minute. Okay, okay, and next up is Scott Kennedy, who's going to talk about the value of sea vegetables and what they mean in our lives. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you a homeowner who's trying to save on energy bills and go green at the same time? Tune into Energy Saving in the Home, brought to you by 521 Compressor Saver and Home Energy Consultants with host Gary Parr and Dennis Seltzer. They have saved homeowners just like you as much as 65% on energy bills through energy efficiency practices. You'll learn about conservation, products, and services to reduce energy consumption and save you money. Be sure to listen to Energy Saving in the Home, live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're a golf enthusiast and looking for some great golf properties in the desert southwest, you'll want to make the Golf Realty Network your weekly stop. Hosted by Jane and Al Anderson, the Golf Realty Network is all about living where you play, on the golf side. You'll hear from the course pros and vendors, while the real estate side will bring you the top agents and brokers who know how to market or find your golf community home. Tune in to the Golf Realty Network, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety, and rebroadcast weekly on Voice America Sports. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Do you feel as if your life is just filled with random awkward moments? Believe me, you're not alone. Tune in every Friday for TAG, the Awkward Girl Guide, with your host, Ashley Iola. Ashley has learned to own her awkward, and she guides you how to do the same. It's awkward, but it can be a lot of fun, too. We'll talk about relationships, sports, food, health, family life, and social life. Each show hopes to make you a bit more in control of your awkward. Tune in to TAG, the Awkward Girl Guide, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back for the second half hour of Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And right now we're talking about the importance of sea vegetation and sea vegetables in our life. Our guest is Scott Kennedy. He is a conscientious food manufacturer, a national health speaker, and leading sea vegetarian advocate in America today. He's the founder and president of Pharmacy Health and is a pioneer in harvesting sea vegetation and the production of whole food supplements for adults. Welcome, Scott. Well, welcome to you, Patricia. Thank you for inviting me onto your show again. And I just want to remind everybody that it's pharmacy with an F as in Frank and an S as in Sam, so pharma, pharmacy. We're kind of the anti-pharmacy. Well, we're truly, they're the anti-pharmacy. We're the real one, the uh, 
the ocean is the greatest laboratory, the creator's laboratory. All right. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how sea vegetables are gaining a whole new respect from scientists and nutritionists and health advocates. Well, okay. Really, that's just uh, that's new in the West. Sometimes we, we don't have a feel for history. You know, we don't really realize what went on before our our, our lifetime, you know, and, and we don't understand uh, the difference between the East and the Western hemispheres and how they uh, evolved differently. So this is a new thing to to scientists, and it's really new to scientists in the U- United States. In, in fact, there's very few studies, a very very small amounts of grant money going toward the the study of marine uh, vegetables, whereas in in Asia and in Japan, and even in Europe, uh, there's been extensive studies throughout the last few centuries, but mostly in the last 100 years, because the populations that are eating marine algae every day are the healthiest, longest-living populations in the history of mankind. And today we live in a world where the Japanese women are not only the longest-living, they're the healthiest. They have no uh, symptoms of menopause to speak of. Their skin is very smooth to the end of their lives. They, uh, they, they still squat down to eat. They stretch very well. They rarely wear reading glasses. And they're the uh, largest uh, cultural group that lives the longest, to, to 80, I think it's 89 years old, average. So we do believe it's uh, it's about the seaweed, and, and really in the West we're trying to bring that to people. My company is all about educating, farming the sea and educating the people, and, and then bringing it to them in a way that they can palate it, that they can take it every day rather than cooking it and preparing it and, you know, and, and getting used to the taste or the smell, really. Yeah. So that's what we do. Yeah, let, let, let me just uh, read something that I think is interesting. Uh, what super sea veg, which is the name of your, of, of this wonderful, would you, would you call it a supplement, Scott? Well, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'm glad you asked that because, you know, we, we try to set ourselves apart and the, the short answer is we're, we're actually the definitive dietary food supplement. In other words, our supplement is whole food. And literally, I mean, we are the only supplement in the world that you can live on with air and water. So, you know, most of the supplements out there are extracts or they're concentrates or they're synthetic or they're, um, um, you know, powdered or they're liquefied. Uh, but this is a whole seaweed brought to you. So really we are just the, I think we're the definitive dietary food supplement that everybody's been looking for with a lot of imposters on the way to the ocean. But that's All what right, we so are. This is a blend of 12 organic edible sea plants chosen from over 10,000 species and harvested in ocean waters in France, Asia, Iceland, and Ireland. And so it has concentrated and balanced amounts of of nutrients. So talk about that. Yeah, and that's the thing. The sea plants are are very much different than any land plant. And if fish are health food, and they have become health food since the 70s, of course, they've always been health food over in the East, um, it's because of what they eat, and the fish eat marine algae as 100% of their diet, or they eat fish that just ate marine algae as 100% of their diet. You could call fish reconstituted marine algae, and when you get down to, to phytoplankton and krill, um, you know, there's a little jump in evolution there, but these, these little krill that uh, the blue whales, the fastest growing and largest mammals on the planet eat, are full of fatty acids and full of all the power that comes from the sea plants. So... Sea plants uh, concentrate nutrition and concentrate uh, plant uh, compounds and phytochemicals in their tissues 
at a much higher degree because they don't have to build root structure. So they're, they're, they're only 15% fiber, and that fiber is down on the bottom uh, hanging onto rocks. They, they build these holdfasts, uh, and sea plants, these macro kelps can only grow if they're, if they're anchored. Uh, but they're not rooted. They're anchored but not rooted, and then they, uh, then they, they make their little balloons, their little pneumocysts, and they carry them, put gas, gas and air into it, and they, they go up to the top, and they eat the light, and they send the nutrition down the stipe. So the plant itself, the entire plant is edible, and the entire plant is very concentrated in nutrition. And they grow very tall, don't they? They grow very fast, and they grow straight up toward the sun, and they grow up to two feet a day. That's, uh, that's six feet in three days. And that, wow. you know, we talk about this, and I'm glad you asked that, and you like that, because it's kind of magic. There's not much magic left in the world. Usually magic is actually false. You know, there's a hidden catch or something. But these plants do grow that fast, and a plant in your house, if it grew six feet in, in three days, and you told your your husband or your friend or your boss they'd they'd say you needed to you know get on another reason to get on Zoloft or Prozac, mm-hmm. but these plants grow that fast every day, and that's because they're full of light energy, and that should be your first tip off to how powerful they are to your body, even in small amounts. It's because they're so powerful uh, yeah. ounce by ounce they're the most powerful and nutritious plants in, in, on earth. Yeah, and and not only that, but I really want to talk about. I really would like to talk with you completely about um, how these plants affect people. What are some of the testimonials that you've gotten from people about people who have taken the sea veg in capsules every day, and what has happened for them? Well, that's a good question, and it's a, of course we don't have enough time to really delve into that and why, but we can say that. Uh, you know, our sea veg product and, and seaweed itself, there is no difference. In other words, we, I want everybody to understand, we don't change it. It comes to you unchanged. And, and, and interestingly enough, it's difficult to bring something from the garden or from organic, from the sea, to, to the end user and still have it not be changed in some way, processed in some way. Now, we do mill it, but the, the cell walls are so small um, see, macroalgae is a macro plant. It has many cells. We're macro beings. We, the macrobiotic diet is the best diet in the world, of which seaweed's part of, because our cells are held together with connective tissue, and so are marine algae cells. We're not rooted. We walk around, and marine algae's not rooted. But every other plant we know of is rooted. So these plants are perfect food for humans. They're made up of the same compounds that we are. The uh, 17% protein is the perfect protein. Now, if you're talking about uh, blue-green algae and spirulina and chlorella, those are 65% protein. They're not human foods, and, and those people really don't tell you that because they want to be grouped in with seaweed. But they aren't seaweeds, so stay away from them if you can. Um, marine algae is 17% protein and, and 44% minerals, and you know we need more minerals than we need protein. So it's mm. a perfect food. It's made of the same things we're made of. It's the same specific gravity when it's laying on the beach. If you pick it up, it, it's the same weight and rubbery like a human body would be, you know, if it didn't, it wasn't animated with the spirit, it would be just like that. And so all the, all the nutrients known that we need in our, in our bodies every day, and every nutrient has a role to play, just like every part of a watch has a role to play, then we will achieve, if we feed our bodies and our cells this, the, these plants, we will achieve a homeostasis. So all our testimonials, and all the results that people receive from eating seaweed are simply um, biological uh, processes going correctly 
as the cells get all the parts from the food and from the seaweed and then turn them into different compounds to make tissue and, and do the jobs that they do. So really the seaweed doesn't cure the body heals itself, and really, we just have to get out of the way. So homeostasis is perfect health, and this is what the Japanese have better than we do. And one of the main reasons, I think the main reason is their vegetable iodine they're getting in their seaweed, and then all the other nutrients they're getting every day. So I think we're struggling in this country with malnutrition, with toxicity heaped on top of that, and those two things right there are two things that the doctors don't treat, toxicity or malnutrition. What, what, tell us about your passion, why you obviously have seen some tremendous results. What got you so involved in this and in this for so long? Well, a lot of people uh, start in the natural health field because they have a, a healing. Most of them are women, and they have uh, a problem with the medical people not being able to cure them. They look to alternatives. They find something that works, and they, they go and they begin um, being a spokesperson for that, like Suzanne Summers or or Komen or a number of people that that uh, have come over and into the natural health field. Now, then you have the doctors who some of them are taking a step from the medical area into alternative, but a lot of them have a foot in both worlds, like Andrew Weil, and he takes nature-made vitamins, which are 100% man-made synthetics. So um, my passion is because no one else is doing it, and I really believe it. it you know, we we could really cure many of the diseases in this country by our government's uh, health agencies studying marine algae like other countries are and teaching people to eat a little bit of it every day and maybe uh, maybe moving to have it put into cereals and like it's put in the animal feed and, 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 and uh, the, so it's very, very powerful and it feeds the cells and the cells heal themselves. So, you know, I'm, I'm passionate because I see people dying and, and children sick on drugs and uh, damaged for life. Um, because of a shortage of boron or calcium or, or everything that's in seaweed, it's, it's really pretty horrible. So I hate to say this, but I'm positively motivated by the negativity I see, and I want to help alleviate that in people's lives. Have you seen uh, some people helped and healed in your own life? Yes, my mother's multiple sclerosis is in clinical remission. That means it's proven by the medical people who also diagnosed her. And she's in clinical remission since beginning seaweed supplements in 1983 that I brought her. But her neurologist wasn't interested, so I said, well, the doctors aren't going to care about this. And then I found out the vitamins were made by the drug companies. Eight drug companies make 95% of the chemicals in 350 brands of so-called vitamins. And now every major disease increased in the people taking vitamins in the last 70 years. So I said, well, wow, there's a big gap here. Uh, I can I can sell seaweed pills that have, that have cured my mother um, that aren't in the vitamins. The doctors don't care about it, so people will really jump on. And, uh, and I so I quit real estate and, and got into uh, marine algae sales in 1983, but nobody was listening, and basically they were laughing for about 12 years until I did it full time. So really, I didn't make any money at it for a long time. The reason I kept doing it was because the people that did take it had profound biological changes that were just too amazing to turn my back on. So if 100 people laughed and one woman got off her diabetic medication at 70 years old, it didn't matter who laughed. The joke was really on them. But it's no joke today. So that's where my passion is. Every time I tell somebody new about seaweed or they get on the sea veg every day, um, it makes me, you know, it's very rewarding. 
All right, so I, I'm just going to read something here in your material that I think okay. is really important. It says 21 things that Super Edge, which is a capsule, can do for us. And then we're going to tell our listeners how they can find out about this. It can help you with uh, shiny and healthy hair, and your mind can be sharper, preserves eyesight, gum health, uh, thyroid function. It helps to ease colds and prevents allergies and infections supports uh, heart-healthy vessels and normalizes cholesterol levels. I mean, the list goes on and on, Scott. That's just a few things. Yeah. What's that? That's just a few things. I didn't stay. Well, that's just a few. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, just just the the, the iodine deficiency. I mean, just the vegetable iodine in there can change your metabolism in a profound way. I mean, the the shortage of iodine in, in, in your body can... Uh, have de- well it has devastating effects on the developing brain of babies and fetuses. It can cause stunting, apathy, impaired movement, speech, and hearing. It also causes uh, problems in the, in the nervous system. So we believe that the iodine, the vegetable iodine, which is organically bound, found in sea plants, is the is one of the main uh, missing uh, nutrients in the Western Hemisphere. Where the, whereas the Japanese get 10 to 20 times the RDA for that every day, and that's why I believe they have a 15-point higher IQ, and they concentrate and focus better, and they've, they've beat us in both the electronics area and also in the area of, of uh, cars, you know, motors and detail so, stuff, little so things. So, yeah, it can, every nutrient has a role to play, and every nutrient is in seaweed, but we're missing many of these nutrients in our American diet. Let me read some of these benefits, and then let's talk about how people can get uh, get some of this uh, sea veg. Okay. okay. Um, it's an excellent source, as you have said, of vegetable iodine, magnesium, iron, sodium, and calcium. It's an excellent source of vitamins A, B1, C, E, and K, which is 28 vitamins total. It's a natural food and completely organic and easily broken down. Mm-hmm. And it has a wide variety of concentrated protein and healthy carbohydrates. It's almost the only source of vegetable iodine. Explain that, Scott. Well, thank you for reading those things. You know, I, I don't like to just talk too much about the, the results that people get. And they do get results. Don't get me wrong. Since my mother, I've seen amazing things happen. But I like to teach people about, you know, to use their brains. And I talk up to them to say, think about it. You know, think, think about nutrition and how you, you, you need parts for your car to repair it. You use car parts for your house, use house parts. And for your body, you should be using organic parts, and the food has been changed. So this is a, this is a true supplement. It brings you what you're missing, whereas most of the supplements in the market today are synthetic, and we don't even know that. So, I mean, the iodine is so very important because it, it, it's, it controls, the thyroid needs it to control metabolism, especially in women, which controls their entire endocrine system. So all your hormones, your moods will shift, your hair and your nails will get harder, your eyebrows will get fuller, your, your facial skin will change in the first month, whereas people will notice your face is changing. And you may not notice it because it changes a little bit every day and you see yourself every day, but other people will notice it. It'll normalize your weight. You'll lose weight in inches without, without changing anything else because your, your metabolism will speed up. That's just the iodine, but, but that's the master gland. And now in America, there is a, a, basically an epidemic of thyroid problems because of the missing iodine in the food supply. That's not in the salt. What's in the salt is, is a pharmaceutical, and it's called potassium iodide, I-D-E. 
It's not iodine. And the government laced the salt with it since the 30s because there was no iodine in the food supply, and they just used iodine instead. They could have just said, you know, here, everybody eats seaweed. But that's not the business they're in. And that's the business I'm in, so I appreciate you putting me on the, on the radio to tell people. I'm in the, the whole food well, uh, nutrition business, and that, we believe that food is medicine. And the, right. the father of medicine said that, you know, thousands of years ago. And let's have people, I want to give the number of people who would like to call in, but I'm also going to give the number so you can look up Seaveg and you can try it. And not only that, Scott has a special offer for any of our listeners. So you log on to pharmacy.com, F-A-R-M-A-S-E-A.com. Correct, Scott? Yes, F is in Frank and S is in Sam, pharmacy. And if you want to call them, it's one eight six six C veg V-E-G-G, which is 732-8344. But if you log on to pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A, uh, capital S-E-A dot com, then you will, will see, read all about the product. And also, um, there's a special discount for listeners, Scott. There is. We're so different. You know, our, our supplement is so different. We call it the Unvitamin, which we've trademarked. And for many of your listeners, remember in the 70s, the Uncola, which was 7-Up. Uh, Unvitamin is a coupon code. If you put that in at checkout where it says coupon code, it'll take 15% right off the top. And there is a buy two, get one free special on there, and I suggest everybody try that. Try for 90 days. Take it every day, and don't make any judgments until you're done with the 90 days because this isn't a drug, but it is powerful nonetheless. But give it 90 days. Give it a fair chance because you can then take the money you're using on other supplements and all these other things you're buying and put it just towards seaweed, which is keeping these Japanese people alive the longest. They're not taking all this Q10, B6, all these you know, minerals, okay. magnesium. You get to save all your money on that. And uh, go to my website, you'll see everybody talking about it. And we're not an MLM, so we don't pay for anybody to give a testimonial and say it's great. They just It just changes their lives, and they're very happy to share that. And, and right, thank you for me having give, me on, Patricia. Yeah, well, let me. we, we still have more time. So oh, good, let's good. give the opportunity to listeners, folks, if you're listening from wherever you are in the country or around the world, and you'd like to ask Scott a question, I know one of the things that you've talked about, Scott, is how women with thyroid issues have been helped by Seaveg. But it's not just that. It's, as you said, healthy skin and nails and cholesterol. Yes. So um, give us a call. The number to call in is 866-472-5788. That's 866-TOLL-FREE. 472-5788. You've got about five to eight minutes to do that. Now, if you don't get that and you'd like to talk to Scott or call and learn more, you can just dial one eight six six C Veg V E G G or log on to Pharma C Pharma F A R M A Capital S E A dot com. And that will give you more information about this. All right, so Scott, tell us a little more about, and I really like this phrase. It says, create your own pH balanced and healthy inner ocean. What does that mean? Well, you know, uh, Otto Warburg won two Nobel Prizes back in the 40s and 50s when he realized that the blood has a, and all the fluids in our body have a, has an alkaline and acidity ratio. And he found that people that were healthy had a balanced pH in their blood. 
Now, wasn't it interesting that nobody, no doctors will teach us about this when it is the, the number one sole reason that we can, um, uh, we can harbor disease and bad bacteria and virus in our bodies because we're so acidic. So if, if we have a pH balance body or blood, all our fluids will be balanced. You know, the, the, uh, the sweat and the saliva and the tears, all, everything will be balanced and we cannot harbor bad bacteria. So, um, but we aren't taught any of, any of that because it's, it deals with food. So sea vegetation is, is pH balanced at 7.4 and the ocean water is almost pH balanced as well. So if your blood is healthy, it has the same salt content as the ocean and it will have the same pH balance as seaweed if you're taking a little bit of seaweed every day, not much. Seven grams is what the Japanese eat. A little bit, uh, it's like a, the weight of a small lime, a very small lime or plum. And that's all you have to get in your body. It's so powerful, even in small amounts. So once you have a pH balance uh, blood, your body cannot have cancer. Cancer can only grow in an oxygen-deprived uh, bloodstream or tissue that is, uh, that is very acidic at 4.0 or, or less. So people that get cancer or parts of the body that get cancer are, are, are pH imbalanced, very acidic, and there's very low oxygen. And so, um, you know, this is why the Japanese have very little cancer. So, you know, pH-balanced blood is the key. And, uh, and then if you saw every, nutrition as a piece of, every nutrient as a piece of a puzzle, then think of a box top that says homeostasis or perfect health. Well, the mm-hmm. medical people are doing, trying to do a puzzle without the box top. Have you ever tried that? They're putting mm-hmm. pieces together. They get three pieces together. They go, oh, here, here we go. We've got something going here. And there's thousands of other pieces that go together to make what's called perfect health. And that's why they're not curing anybody. Um, so we, we can cure ourselves with, with uh, whole foods, good water, good air, and seaweed being the mother of all plants, the most powerful plant on earth, pH balance. And uh, just think of it like this. Good bacteria live on good food. Bad bacteria live on bad food. So to the mm-hmm. degree that you're eating flesh and a lot of meat, you're gonna, your body's going to invite in parasites and bacteria to break it down because that's what it needs to break it down. But if you eat seaweed every day, you'll see your, your, your cravings change, everything change without really you trying to change it, and you'll get healthier despite your habits or despite how you live. And that's why I don't tell anybody quit smoking, exercise, you know, eat better. They all know that. I say just add seaweed, and you're going to be amazed at how easy it is to be healthy. And we have the best sea plants in the world in our in our blend of sea plants called the pharmacy blend of sea plants within the sea veg supplement. All right. Let's uh, just tell people again how they can find this. Log on to pharmacy.com, F-A-R-M-A, capital S-E-A.com. You can call them at 866-C-VEG, which is S-E-A-V-E-G-G, which is 732-8344. You can also ask to speak to Scott. He'd be happy to speak with you. And if you log on to pharmacy.com, and again, I think you said there's a two-for-one offer and a 15% discount, just uh, take the code. There's a special code that says UNVITAMIN, and if you plug into that code, then there's a discount. Yeah, 15% off UNVITAMIN, and and, uh, there's a buy two, get one free on the our best supplement, which is this, our blend of sea plants, and we add vitamin D, and then we add vegetable calcium from Merle, which is a, a red sea plant that's calcified, but it's considered vegetable calcium, the best calcium in the world, which helps with bone density and helps with a lot of things in the body. So you can stop say, taking your, your calcium and your vitamin D and your other supplements, multiple. Make this your multinutritional, and you'll, be, you'll save money and get healthier, and that, that's amazing if there's anything in the world that can, that can do that to us today. But this is the magic pill, Patricia. We have yeah. it. 
Amazing. Well, again, folks, do log on pharmacy.com. Take advantage of this great offer. And, uh, and the new Super C Veg, as Scott just said, has the vitamin D and the C-Cal. So it, it's complete. As you said, it's a complete food. It is complete food. And, uh, you know, the only thing I take is for 20, 28 years now, I haven't, well, since 91, I haven't had a cold flu or virus or fever other than uh, occasional food poison a couple times. But I had my health insurance license in 90 when I saw how that, that gig worked. And I said, well, I'm going to just uh, have an accident policy and because they're not going to heal me and no matter what I do. They just try to re- relieve some of my suffering. Um, but I want to get better. I want CVEG to be my health insurance, and that ensures the health of my cells. I know sending them a check does not ensure the health of my cells. So right. health insurance is really feeding your biology and letting it take care of you. And this is the best way to do it. It's easy, too. Pop a All few right. pills like we are already. All right. So CVEG, log on to pharmacy.com, F-A-R-M-A, capital S-C-A.com. Call 800-C-VEG, S-C-A-V-E-G. Well, 866-C-VEG, yeah, 866. I'm sorry, 866, thank you. And it is, it's a whole food. It has vitamin D and C-Cal, calcium. And if you want to speak with Scott, again, 866-C-VEG. Scott, I know you'll be back. Again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you, Patricia. Thanks for uh, plugging our company and our product. We really are different in, uh, in our business and in our world, and we're definitely different than the pharmaceutical industry. So we're standing alone where we are, bringing the seaweed. No one in the world is doing what we're doing as well as we are, and I appreciate you uh, letting me you know, get on the, your show and, and uh, use the bully pulpit to help people get healthy because they, they really well, need absolutely. it. Absolutely, and folks, remember also when you log on to pharmacy.com to push the code on vitamin so you can get your 15% discount yeah. or the two-for-one. When you check awesome. out. Thanks, Scott. I know you'll be back soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Patricia. Have a great day. Thanks. Okay, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here for Patricia Raskin Positive Living on voiceamerica.com. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management. What do you think of the price of gas these days? I can't take this! How'd you like to never have to pay for gas again, ever? Yes! Join a group that helps people save money and make money at the same time. We save money by giving a 10% rebate at the pump 
Based on the average person spending $50 per week, that's $5 per week times 52 weeks or $260. That's right. You can save $260 per year with our membership, plus get paid for referring other members. Earn $25 for just referring two members, and you'll continue to get paid $25 for every two members that are referred by members on your team. You'll get paid daily. 